You're listening to the Weekend Warrior Show, presented by Cedar Sinai. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. Oh my God, that's amazing. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm still quelling. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. This is the group Graham Nash left the Hollies to join because of the harmony he could make with Stephen Stills to David Crosby. He left his boyhood friend, Alan Clark, from the Hollies. It was a crushing decision, one of loyalty and one of betrayal. And nobody knows this topic better than my guest, the great Scott Kaplan. Scott, thanks so much for getting up early to be with us. Dr. Clapper, what a pleasure to be with you. I was quelling when I listened to that. I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I first, I'm, I'm your biggest fan. The passion that you have is you wear it on your sleeves. You can hear it on the radio. I don't live in San Diego, but I couldn't stop listening to the mighty 690, 1090, this station coming out of San Diego. And of all the people I would listen, Coach John Cantera, Hacksaw, Yours was the voice that I couldn't wait to hear because your your honesty of your emotions. So to me, you're an expert in what it's like to be loyal as a team, as a family member, as a sport, as an artist. So thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Oh, doctor, I am really appreciative of everything you just said. And, you know, you, you use that word loyalty. I'm, I'm not exaggerating with you. I swear to God, at this exact moment, you say, thanks for getting up. I'm, I'm driving in Beverly Hills right now, and I'm actually riding shotgun. My lifelong best friend is driving. We've been brothers since we're 13 years old. And he lives here in, in Beverly Hills and came in for the couple for a couple of days and, and asked me to come up and visit, which I did. Um, and and it, it, we, we <laughs> again, he's sitting here driving. But we've had some very, very deep conversations that you cannot have on the phone when you've got other distractions and things going on. And, you know, when I think of that word loyalty, um, for me, that word is it, it, it means something for life, you know. And yep, it does. Yeah. So I want to ask you, first of all, Tell us who Scott Kaplan is. Where did you grow up? What did your dad do for a living? How does a Jewish guy become a professional athlete? Uh, tell us the story in a few minutes of who you are. Yeah, well, thanks for asking. I really do appreciate that. Um, and, I, you know, I am flattered to be with you. Seriously, when you called me and said all those things to me, uh, you're my biggest fan and my biggest supporter. I was blown away by it. Um, I actually thought it was kind of a BS call at first. I was like, come on, nobody really is like this. And you, I, I, I'm very flattered. So I grew up in South Florida. I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Wow. My, father was a, my father was an electrician who then became a mechanic. He came home every day from work with his hands dirty and greasy and never made a, a lot of money. I mean, you know, the, the notion of making six figures back then was uh, was a, a dream for someone who, like my father who didn't go to college and, and, you know, really started working pretty much right out of, of high school, went to the Air Force and was in the Air Force for four years and, and then returned home to upstate New York to become an electrician with his father. And when wow. that became too overbearing, you know, he decided to change careers and became a mechanic because uh, he was just handy and he, he could do anything. He could fix anything. And and I grew up, and again, I'm, I mentioned I'm sitting here with my best friend. When when we grew up, when he would come to my house, you know, we were, we were quote, unquote, rich compared to. 
Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and we weren't. We were, we were at, at the time in America, if you could define what middle class was, we were the lower, lower end of middle class. But we, mm-hmm. we lived in a, in a house that was decent enough, and we had food in the refrigerator, and I could jump over the fence to get to the high school. And right behind my house was the high school that I went to, and there was a baseball field. And I would take one football, and I would take a football kickoff tee, and I was a soccer player growing up, and I would just kick the football. And then I'd go down, I'd pick it up, I'd kick it and go to the other direction. And, and then later in my high school career, I became obsessed with wanting to get a scholarship to college. And everybody ridiculed me and said, you'll never get a scholarship to college. There's no way some, some suburban white Jewish kid is going to get a big-time college football scholarship. And, and I, again, I, I keep mentioning I'm with my, my best friend today. He was the announcer on the high school football cable broadcasts, and I was the kicker on the football team. And in <laughs> one night, my entire life changed in one night. We were, we were a predominantly white suburban high school. We were playing the inner-city school that had all African-American players. and all the, This was Ely High School, which had the, the most players in the NFL for the longest time. That was sort of their claim to fame. And in <laughs> one night, we got lucky enough to get into a position that with four seconds remaining in the game in a tie game, I kicked a 45-yard field goal. And I swear to you, Dr. Clapper, I'm not exaggerating. It may have been like the second field goal I'd ever made in my career because I only played my junior year. I didn't play my junior year. I didn't play my sophomore year. And one one kick wow. that was caught that was caught on video by a local cable channel completely changed my life. And I was I was using my you know we were we were in the high school debate club and I was calling <laughs> college coaches. I swear to God, this is a true story. I was calling college coaches and I was saying to the, I would get these coaches on the phone and I would say to them. Hey, my name is Coach George Smith. I'm down here at St. Thomas Aquinas High School, which was like the big high school football program down in South Florida. Still is today one of the tops. And I would disguise my voice and say, you know, we played against this team, and there's this kicker named Scott Kaplan, and he's great. You should be recruiting him. And I was changing my voice, doing impersonations, trying to to be interested in me. And I swear it's a true story. And I was calling every school I could call, and everybody was laughing at me, saying, you'll never get a scholarship. You'll never get a scholarship. And my father and I were lucky enough to be invited to the University of Pittsburgh on an official visit. And and, and I went up there, and they had this this coach. His name was Mike Gottfried at the time. And I remember saying to my father, I said, Dad, let me do all the talking. And he said – he said, okay, like here I was, I was this 18 year old kid, but I was very, very confident. I was a, I was a public speaking my whole life. Um, and so the coach said to me, what do you want to do? And I said, coach, 